Hello, hello, this is Lord Tommen, Prince Tommen, and Sir Pounce. Call, whatever, I am not sure I understand speaking to you. Well, I'm Sir Pounce, the best friend a cat's ever had, and Sir Pounce is the best friend a boy's ever had, particularly me. Tommen is Sir Pounce is my best friend, but also Sir Pounce he is friends, not best friends, but friends with justice, he says. And he said, uh, oh, you know, oh, long, uh, long, long thing, but I, I'm practicing. There's a boy who is a milkmaid who Joff, no, 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 no. Sir Pounce is looking at me. It's a test. Milkmaid. There was a milkmaid. And she went away. I was nodding. Sir Pounce is nodding. Okay, uh, there's a milkmaid that went away, and Joff said, he didn't say I, I did it. He made a stable boy, the stable boy did it, according to Joff. Right, so Pounce, yes, I'm making so Pounce happy. Oh, uh, and, and, and so, so Joff said the stable boy took away the milkmaid, but Sir Pounce, says, no, do not go to the bathroom when the milk boy is underneath your chamber pot hole because that goes on his head. So he said, uh, rind of, rind of. Okay, um, oh, no, Joff set the, uh, that boy up for the crime, but Sir Pounce says he's innocent, so we want to take this boy and put his head on a pike, innocent on a pike, or something, Mother uh, No, Saban says. Okay, and his name is Oolong. Saban says, so I, I got to, I'm, I'm doing good. So, well, our mission is to innocent this boy, so he could properly be piped. Oh, I'm very excited for, uh, I, 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 I've got it almost right. Now, Wait, see if I could get this right, right, Sir Pounce? Oh, Sir Pounce is uh, rubbing against me with glee for being, uh, uh, is this mediocrity, Sir Pounce, that I'm having? You'll never be even mediocre. You're dumber than that blubbering mister, Mother says. But, oh, Sir Pounce is happy. Okay, so I'll keep going, okay. Sir Pounce is happy, I'm happy. Oh, I've never felt this way because I'm filled with a, a, a thing, feelings. I, I've never felt them bubbling like this, but Sir Pounce said to me, he said, listen, Tommen, things don't look good for the boy down there. Uh, um, what did we, Oolong. And he said, hey, we've got a Joff. I've been spying on him, and uh, I'm positive, you know, the tr uh, tr speech trial thing in a jig is coming up where they'll decide to, no pike, is the good part, or oh, innocent Pike, that's what we wanted. So he said he's been spying on Joff, and Joff was working on his case. He said his speech. So Saban said we got to go up there and, uh, and, and and hide under Joff's bed and watch him. And it was it was so, we went and we waited till Joff left. We waited till Joff left for he had to deal with some of the common fools of the, the royal, uh, um, whatever they're called, the c 
rich folk, I think. Oh, I'm got, I guess Sir Bounce is saying, calm down, Tom. Okay. Okay, I'm calming down. So we went into Joff's room, and we hid under his bed, and I, and then I was seized with giggling. I could not step us. Oh, <laughs> like that, but over and over. And Sir Bounce, rah, 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 rah. And then Sir Pounce, then he gave up on stopping me from giggling. He said, giggle it out, giggle it out. And he was rubbing up my, running up my shirt and down my pants and tickling me. And I was giggling and giggling. And then I fell into a sleep. And Sir Pounce tried to wake me, but he, he, he could not. I was in a post-giggle sleep. Is the sleep that, uh, I'm not sure I understood the, uh, the father, I, uh, God that is called the father. I don't, one of those gods, the father makes me nervous. The mother makes me, have to, when I think about praying to the mother, I think about going to the bathroom. Uh, but anyway, one of those, it is the sleep of the one God that is not, not like that, that would make me rest after I giggle so. So I was in a deep sleep, and then Pounce was trying to wake me, and Joff, and then I heard Joff speaking, bah, rah, 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 and he would go, bah, rah, 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 rah. And at first I was dreaming, common dreams I have, but even more, because Joff was speaking for real, I believe. And then I woke, and Joff was walking around the room. He had, uh, he had like, fake people there sitting. Uh, they, had, um, uh, they had spilled some wine, Sir Pound said, on them, but they were, his, they were listening to him speak. Every once in a while, one of I don't know if they, I think they were dolls, so Sir Pounce said, stuffed dolls, Tom, and do not worry. And he was saying, this boy, this common thief, oh, he, and he, he was walking around. Now, the only thing I heard is that he said, uh, the milkmaid every day at, uh, at second bell or something after she's fed and cleaned and it is time to go to the milking, and she must walk by the stables to go to fetch the milk for the evening meal and to fetch, you know, which is her job as a milkmaid, I think. And then I said, uh, hmm, well, I said, oh, that's strange, Sir Pounce, uh, because, uh, and he said, shh, shh, be quiet, dumbin. And Joff said, what was that? And then he, he was he, he he hit one of the dolls and he said no order in my court, and he said ah, and he kept going and then I said oh goodness it was just Joff being Joff blah 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 I also don't want I observe this yeah man he is not a man I hear tales of his but you know dawn dong and his wine and I I've, I've had enough he's so. Oh, but he's a, you know, a slanderer and a, some... But I said to, afterwards, okay, so Joff finished up. And then he called the hound and he said, Hound, get rid of these uh, witnesses or whatever, uh, jury, I don't know, court or something, peons. And so we stayed and then... so I, But I said, so, so I said, what was that? And I said, well, I say, uh, uh, I... I think that when the milkmaid goes to get the milk, she does not go by the stables. It is not uh, because one time, Sir Pounce, I was listening to uh, Sir Mandaron or Moon, 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 
and he was saying to me, well, he said, take a look at those. And I said, what? I said, what? I don't understand. So I would go and stare at the cows fall and look. Uh, and then I would, you know, sometimes I would say, oh, Sept, are you changing in there? And then I would, you know, oh, whoops, oh, oh, oh. And then I would look at the, and I would say, I don't understand. I don't. So, but I know, because I would go there. I go there a lot. You know, well, you're my best friend. You know already, but you didn't know. Why don't you remember that, Sir Pounce? We don't go by the stables. We go the opposite way of the stables. So how would she go by the stable boy, as Joff said? And that is when the stable boy said, Oh, come on in there. And then he said he took her away or whatever uh, when she was on a, a, a double bell milk run to go get the milk. She would have been far away from the stables. And the stable boy, as Joff had already said, was fixing the shoes on uh, the, the, the hound's horse for later, at that exact same time, Joff said he remembers giving the order to uh, put the shoes on the hound's horse so he could shoot arrows at the hound while he's on the horse. And that would have made... So it doesn't make any sense. And Sir Pouncer looked at me for a while, and I think he was thinking of me uh, staring at the cows, because he was staring like I like to stare at the cows. My mouth will be open, and I would say, I don't, I don't, just don't understand it. And what am I feeling inside now? It is like, uh, I don't know. And so, uh, oh, so, so that is, so after he got out of his deluge, uh, he said, where's it, Gora? And he said, I said, uh, uh, uh uh, on, 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 I said, because you're innocent, correct? And I said, I figured out what we will do at the trial. And I explained the whole thing to him, and he seemed to understand. I mean, again, something came over me. He said, come closer to the hole. Go closer. Closer. You cannot hear me. Come closer, and I will tell you. This time I drew cold water on him. I had cold water. And he said, why do you do that? And I said, I don't know. And then I asked him about the cows and what Mandarin said. And he said, Tommen, I feel pity you. I pity, pity, pity you, uh, you poor boy. And I, you, you, I'm glad Sir Pounce is with you. Uh, and I hope. And then he said something about why of all the places he would get thrown here and all his hope would be in the hands of a fool. And I said, which fool? Uh, Sir Dantos? Because he is, he is a... Uh, he, he smells strange, uh, much like... The, did you ever know that? He, part of him smells like father, and part of him smells like the stables. So I sometimes I call him stable father, the fool. And then the boy, he sighed, and he said, Well, okay, I think this is a good plan, because you're right. Good job, Tommen. Can't wait for your idea to get me free. And I said, You will be as innocent as mother says. 
And he said, okay, well, I'll see you tomorrow at my trial. I can't wait. So that's so that's the latest with me and Sir Pounce on the case. Uh, setting, uh, you know, setting things right and uh, not looking or feeling strangely about cows. With no telling mother about that, staring at the cows uh, at all. Or what the thoughts I have when... Never mind, never mind. So that's Salmon and Pounce, the best friends whoever could be in the history of friendship. There is but one friendship that is uh, between a man and a cat that is sung in song. Well, there's the song about the man and his cat are friends, but that is not the best friends that friends could ever have. Sir Palm, Sir... Oh boy, I was, uh, I'm still thinking, I, I think about, I would like to stay under Job's bed again, but Tommen said, oh no, 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 please, no, Tommen, uh, to see what I could see and just giggle, giggle, so. But anyway, best friends, Sir Pounce, Sir Tommen, I will talk to you soon when we set free this young, And well, but then what will I do for, because I say to him, um, you know, Sir Pounce is not here, I'm all alone. Hello, Anton, Anton. Uh, anyway, I, I'm, I'm, anyway, I should take my nightshade now, so I will talk to you soon. Good day. Crone, sweet, sweet Crone, Miller, Smith, Barky, Jester. It's me praying in update um, and this, you know, Westeros. Westeros update, so last I left off, um, I was hiding in some hay last week-ish and play, you know, I had my um, uh, yo-yo, uh, which Crone, I don't know if you uh, thought about that anymore. It's like not like walking a dog, like you, I wouldn't go to some home and say, okay, therapy dog here, who wants to walk the therapy dog? It's not like that, um, and it's not going to run away. It's like a, you'll see, Crone. Well, we've never actually met, so I don't know if you, well, you're a goddess, so you should be able to see. But anyway, so I was telling you guys, I was working with that Serio. Serio, you know, he's very popular, very huge, huge success. Ongoing stories, you know. And I think maybe you were wondering, guys, like, well, you wouldn't be your gods, but, you know, what's the story about his story? It was, uh, I don't know, because I was so worried about getting hit by the fruits and vegetables. Something about somebody, I don't know, they did something, either innocent or something, I don't know. But, um, so, whatever that, and then the last time, our last show, Cat Stevens, Aristotle were waiting for me, and I guess I went too far when I said that uh, um, ethics is not poetic. I think it's something like that. I said, uh, you know, the poet, the poet, there's nothing poetic about ethics, especially Nick and Nick and Mock and ethics. And I don't feel like there is at all, and there's nothing, and I got some poetics to drop. Or something, I don't remember, but they were looking for me. I was hiding in the hay, and I heard them going around. I'm pretty sure they knew I was there because they were like, uh, well, Cat Stevens, he, uh, again, I'm not positive if this is 
Like if these guys, like something about transversing over from wherever Cat Stevens was and wherever Aristotle was, mess with their minds because I don't know, they're not normally. But anyway, Cat Stevens, he was singing a lot. It was kind of like I was in a musical because he's like, we will find him. We will find, find, find him. Because he's going to win down the road to the woods. And then he would, like, work on some chords. And he'd be like, hold on, hold on. We will find him. We will f-. And, and uh, I could tell Aristotle was getting kind of irritated. He's like, you know what? And he's like, I listened to you all last night with your thing about whatever, you know, your new theories, you know, and how you, and, you know. And it turns out they both... Uh, have a thing for the maiden. They didn't know it because they were mumbling to themselves. I don't, never mind. It's not, but, but he's singing, I'll find him. And then Aristotle's really grumbling. And I said, hmm, well, uh, let's see. I think, uh, so I said, well, okay, let's see. And no plan is a good plan. And I said, well, let's just go, go, go with God, as they say. And so I leaped out of the hay, and I said, You found him. You have found him. I was not in the woods. I was in the hay. And I said, Ooh, caddy, caddy, you're on the guitar. Bada, bada. And then he hit me with his guitar, which uh, hurt a, a lot. Luckily... He uh, he he hit me with the big part, and uh, I had my forearm, so most of it broke on my forearm. And then he was trying to sw- he was swinging just the the neck, and then I said, uh, you know, you, you know, father, I don't want to be father or your son. And then they they got you know they cornered, they had me cornered, and they were threatening me. But then all they had was that in Aristotle. I was like, what do you got? Some hemlock on you or something? And that made him even madder. I think that was probably not Aristotle. I think that was Plato or Socrates. And I said, where's your robe, man? Because he was wearing Westerosi garb. And then I noticed he had on those boots. Remember I was telling you, God, remember all those prayers I made about those boots with the fur trim? It was a removable fur trim. Um, Like they were hand-stitched. Very sweet boots. Aristotle's wearing like ones, but his were a different color. His were red, a little, a little flashy for my taste. And I said, Where? I go, do those boots have removable fur trim? And, and it, it, he said, as a matter of fact, they do. And I said, I can't help but notice you guys are, uh, you know, threatening me or, you know, kind of trying to corner me. I'm not sure, exactly sure why. Um, you know, I just did that show. And you know I'm a you know I do parody, and I was like, or what uh, was, and um, uh, what's the other one? Satire uh, of uh, cultures I've heard about. Is that why you, where you guys here for my uh, autograph or something? And they say, you know, you know why we're here. Uh, you know, we need to know where your machine is. And I say, well, clearly you guys got me. And um, I was like, have you guys been watching that serial? And they said, yeah, yeah, and I see he's pretty super smart, uh, well-produced. Well, yeah, brilliant minds behind that that guy. That guy, his mind is like, uh, he's like an investigative storyteller at the same time. 
he's bridging the gaps between journalism and um, uh, you know narrative. And then they just you know was quiet. And I said, you know, and you guys watch watch my show, right? You, you guys, you know, so who do you think has a metaverse machine for real? Uh, you know, I'm just a fall guy. The serial told me to wait down here for you guys. He said, wait after every show. And then he said to take you guys. Um, oh, what did he say? And they were like one second and they went back and they were arguing about if I was as dumb as I seemed, as I looked. Uh, and they said, what is he probably, I think is what I heard uh, Aristotle say. And Katz even said, is he as dumb as he looks? Is he as dumb as he looks? Oh, child, he's as dumb as a child. Bada, bada, bada. And then he said, Cat, I'm so sick of you. You don't even have a guitar right now. And then I said, okay, okay, we got something here. And I said, all right, boys, well, I'm supposed to lead you to the cliff. That's where the machine's hidden, right on the edge of the cliff, and then Sirio's going to push you off. Oh, boy. No, that's right. It's hidden on a, a cave right below the cliff, the machine is. Which, God, it really is, just a sign. And um, so you guys will be right by the cliff. And they said, we heard you whispering to the gods that the machine, and I said, oh, no, you guys caught me. And I was thinking that, that, that I was like, oh, no, they did catch me. I said, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, lead you right to the cliff. And you can catch me. Oh, no, you get this. Well, good thing Sirio's in this locked room with, uh, you know, the maid. You know, you guys familiar with the maiden? You guys pray at all? You're into this Westerosi religions at all? And it's, I didn't, as soon as I said maiden, both their eyes went wide. And I said, yeah, you've seen the uh, statues, huh? That's ma- maid- maiden-, maiden Head and Maiden Down, Maidenville. You guys, we traveled through all those, um, the Maiden maiden Lane, uh, maiden-, maiden Court, Maiden Place. That was, did you guys go to see that statue and the fountain at the end of Maiden Place? And they were, they love the Maiden. Maiden, if you're up there, these guys are, you know, obviously dirt bags. And no, no offense to either one of them, but they've been traveling through too many universes, so it's aged their um, their essences and the rest of them. But so they were like looking at me, like, uh, um, and I said, "Well, you know, let's go to the cliff, boys. You know, was, uh, I just got to leave a note here, uh, you know, with my yo-yo, so Sirio knows that this is my yo-yo." And, um, you know, we'll just leave him and the maiden to sleep. And they said, well, uh, well, may, well what room is a Serio? And I said, oh, he's not in a room, you know. And they said, listen, we know, we know you're, um, you know, you're, 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 and I said, okay, well, I said, what do you guys, what do you guys, uh, um, you got a, you got a, how many people can you fit in your uh, time machine? And they said two. And I say, too, you've been traveling hot together, tracking me, and, and you were up to some other night. Do you guys have anything to do with the Jets season, poor season? And they didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, oh, okay. Said, I said, Cat Stevens, you don't know who the Jets are? Aren't you a sports fan? And then he said, oh, the maiden is my... And I said, Cat, that's my gig, redoing your songs. 
You're supposed to be coming up with new ones. And it was, it was a little lull in the conversation. I said, okay, well, um, yeah, let's go. Because, uh, you know, I, I would wake up cereal, but you said your machine can only fit two of you. And, you know, you get, it sounds like I could tell you guys like the Maiden, so all three of you can't go in your time machine anyway with the Maiden, like both of you and the Maiden. Only It would be only one of you and the Maiden could go. And they said, uh, well, you, oh, yeah. And then they looked at each other and uh, I, said, I said, don't worry. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure if we go through the kitchen, you know, you guys could get some knives and maybe some sharp stuff or some, you know, like a, a cup of tea for cat laced with, and, you know, a cup of tea laced with poison for the cereal, I mean. And, and you know, then we'll, you know, I'll just distract Cyril. You guys just take the maiden. You take her back. You can threaten with your knives, uh, Cyril, and just take the maiden and, you know, figure out who's going to go with the maiden, which one of you is going to go on the maiden. I mean, I, I, in yeah, with the maiden. Uh, uh, that's sleeping with Sirio, um, right now, and then they were, and I said, "Oh, you guys, you guys are the worst villains ever," because they were just sitting there looking at. I don't think they were ready to do violence on me, but I think they were maybe a little bit cowardly, and they're trying to size each other up. So I said, "Let's go," and uh, you know, don't pick up, you know, you know, pick up the pace. Let's go. And then, guys, I remembered that, uh, you remember I said that, that, uh, you know, inns would kick everybody out, but I remember there was like this secret serial fan club where people would gather after the show, and these were people who had been drinking all night, and they would gather in some secret club where they could drink and still talk about the show. And I was like, wait a second, okay, this I wasn't saying out loud, I'm just saying to you guys, um. So I said, yeah, come on, let's go to his room. And he said, well, where are we going? This doesn't seem like... I said, oh, he said, you know, he said, you know, the maiden, when he, when Sirio and the maiden are um, kissing, he said, she makes so much noise. And I said, I don't understand. I've never kissed a a, a woman before. So what, what, what kind of noises does she make? And he said, she, she, he laughed and he said, she's, she's, you know, she screams sweet something. And he said he curls her toes, and then they were like, "Well, they're punching their own fist." And so I remember this, this uh, you know, kind of shed where the serial fans would hang out. So I said, uh, "Yeah," and I said, "Well, it's all that noise in there." I was like, "Oh boy!" I I go, "You know what he said is something about the maiden." I was like, "Do you guys know what a, a orgy is?" And they were like, "What?" And I said, "Yeah, he said." See, it was like something, I don't know, like he said to him and his, he said, you know, so I think that's probably that orgy he was talking about. And they was, you could tell they were getting more and more mad. Cat was pulling his beard out. And then I opened the door and I go, oh, Cereal, it's just you and the maiden in here. Wow, look at maiden. And they were behind me. I said, wow, maiden. Everyone was silent when I opened the door. I said, look at that beautiful, beautiful um, maiden, so sweet, and just here with Syria was a bunch of voices, guys. It was just some role play, and they go through the door, and then they see a bunch of dudes. They're just sitting around a table drinking ale, mostly like 
uh, former soldier types, pretty tough crowd. And uh, I say, hey, you guys, you know, guys, no serious story, right? And they're like, oh, what's discussing the uh, who we dislike more? And I was like, you know, the guy that Serial thinks is saying it might be innocent that, you know, the tale. No, he's a boy. And they said, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. This is another story. There's something about Tom. And, and I said, uh, well, these are the guys that framed him. Uh, the, the guy, I don't want to ruin the story because he still might be innocent, but these are the guys that ratted him out by, and I slammed the door. And those guys, they went, um, crazy and then you know they started and then I forgot that I asked forgot to ask and I went oh excuse me cat uh can you come here for a second and then I said you guys this I'll bring them right back and I said where's your uh you know fantasy fiction time machine and he said he said uh why 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 would I tell you I said well you guys hey you know what he said it's just this guy this Aristotle guy that uh I'm going to take this guy. He's innocent of, you know, ratting out anybody. And so I said, you know, you show me where it is. And uh, I'll tell you what, Kat, I'll let you, um, you know, I'll drop you off in uh, back wherever you're supposed to be. I said, what happened? And he said, I don't know, man. The Aristotle, he says some, and I said, okay, just don't talk anymore. Um and he said, well, I don't want to go back to my old life. And I said, you, your old life or your new life? And he said, what do you mean? I said, man, you, what happened to you? I said, did only part of your brain go through the metaverse? He said, possibly. I said, listen, you know, I'll tell you what, I'll drop you off with the maiden. And if you're still buying that I'm going to do that, you know, then that's probably a sign. I'll just drop you back off wherever you live. I'll look it up on Wikipedia while we head out. And he said, um, what's, he goes, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, that sounds great. So I took Cat Stevens and um, I zoomed him back. I think he, he, he lives in Los Angeles or someplace. I don't even know. And I dropped him off, then jetted back to uh, Westeros. And then they, they had knocked Aristotle out. And then I was like, oh, what am I supposed to do with Aristotle? Because he's... Uh, probably not sure where he came from. And I said, um, hmm, that's a problem. And then so I did, what I did was I said, uh, so what I did was I did like a, uh, um, a thing inside a thing. Like I got, I got my, um, oh, fantasy fiction time machine, hard to explain, but I put it inside a cat, uh, Aristotle and Cat Stevens and then uh, I got Aristotle. I said, well, we, we got to get back. You know, he was barely conscious. I said, you got to get back to where you came from, man. You know, let me get you back there where you're safe. And he said he punched. So I said, punch it in. And he punched a bunch of numbers and a couple, like, symbols. I don't know what the symbols were or something about. I don't know, you know, afterworld emoticon type stuff. And so then we zoomed to something, and I closed my eyes. I got, I pushed my machine out, smashed his uh, ruer. You know, the ruer is the thing that powers it. I ripped out his um, his boltonator, and um, I think it runs on something else, a ruing a roost bolton and something. But I no more bolton, no more ruer. 
And then I pushed it. There was like a, there was a bubbling cauldron of lava. But I think I was like, why'd you park so close to lava? And he said, don't worry about it. And then he had just hopped on a dinosaur and he was out. So then I headed back to Westeros, which I don't know what I was thinking doing that, but I'm back here. Uh, God's uh, uh, sweet, safe and sound. Back here with my yo oh yo yo yeah, back here with my yo yo. I've almost got to walk the dog down Crone, and you know I'm just telling you guys that. So I'm on a tour with Serio, probably a little bit more, maybe not, probably not because he's gone. He left me behind. He he left me a note that said, you know, hey, uh, dummy. It's really what it says. I'm looking working on a new show re- reboot. After a little break, uh, hugs and kisses, not really cereal. Uh, and I said, well, thanks for the, you know, all rising tide lifted all boats anyway. So, you know, I'm now a, a premier, um, you know, I've broken genres myself, cereal, because now people throw can throw stuff at me. And, you know, I'm like a, a cathartic bore of Westeros. So that's, I got that going for me. So that's, um, and I got the, the yo-yo. So that's it, guys. I just like keeping you up to date. So, uh, two problems. Well, I think all our problems are solved other than me. All the external problems in George R. R. Martin's universe are gone. Uh, Cat Stevens is back. He has no more time privileges or meta privileges. Aristotle is, you know, with his dinosaur or whatever, whatever afterlife or, you know, parallel life he's living. So, you know, what could, you know, George R. R. Martin's universe is stable. Uh, I mean, unless I like disturb the foundation, which I don't think I did. And I'm just here, you know, making sure that, you know, I'll just iron out the rest of the wrinkles probably hang here. Because I like it. Plus, I want to see, you know, just see if I can mate the maiden, uh, possibly. But I'm going to stay out of, like, where the action is. You know, I'm going to be on the periphery, you know, using this uh, uh, momentum I've built as the uh, cathartic bore of Westeros. Uh, that's not what, the, that's a self-made title, though. They just call me, I forgot they call me. Uh, Brussels guts is what they're calling me in this town, but uh, so that's it, guys. Thank you so much for all your, um, you know, surprises. And you know, as always, I'm your humble servant in servitude, praising your names, doing my best to, uh, you know, see things through. You know, make sure that, you know, right, like I said, when this whole thing started, I knew that Red Woman was burning effigies and I knew I was you know messing around too much since I let Cat Steven I forgot about the fake hound did I do something about him or not so maybe that we'll get to that maybe God I don't know I gotta rack my brain um again you know what it was just in case gods you travel and you like Cat see I like Cat Stevens and I like Aristotle it's just some and I don't think there's anything wrong with either one of them I think it was just the you know they were like cats out of a bag or um 
what do you call it, fish out of the sea? Is that what they say, gods? They're just flopping around their universe. That's it. I'll be uh, in touch soon. All right. Good night, gods. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You know, I don't know where Aristotle got those boots, but I'm assuming it wasn't from you. Okay. Bye.